three ways, three opinions, three points of view, one discussion. Hi, I'm Gil Gonzalez. And I'm Joaquin Gomez. And we're here to talk all about the details about both the civil rights movement and the LGBTQ movement in order to compare them side by side. And we will also discuss the feminist movement and how it is still present in our society. The more someone makes you think about your body, the harder it becomes to ignore. Your tongue, for example. Usually you hardly notice it's there. But when I mention it, you can feel your tongue bumping against your lower front teeth, the tips just resting on them. You notice your tongue feels just a little too long for your mouth, and you notice it never really lies still. You move it about constantly, without thinking about it, backwards and forwards, and from side to side. Suddenly it feels strangely wet and heavy in your mouth, doesn't it? A few seconds ago, you hardly noticed your tongue, but just one message ensured that you can't stop thinking about it. Now imagine the hundreds of messages girls are exposed to every day, subtly changing the way they think about their bodies. See how you can help with the Dove Self-Esteem Project at selfesteem.dove.co.uk. Warning, what you're about to experience is not your ordinary podcast. It contains heated discussions, all sorts of points of view, and the participation of three highly informed experts on the topic. Today is Monday, May 16, 2019, and we are in Torreon, Mexico. Today we're going to talk about how education was involved during the civil rights movement, and to do that, I have an expert in the topic. So please, give a warm welcome to Joaquin Gomez. Oh, it's a pleasure to be here, and to be able to, be able to participate in this series. Thank you very much. Also here with me is Gil Gonzalez, another expert in the topic to add his commentary into the discussion. So, without further more, let's begin. How did segregation get instituted? Well, I'm going to tell you the story first. Imagine you step in a new and clean wagon, in a train wagon, and due to, the, to your race, you are set to move to another wagon where people from your race are, but the difference here is that the, wagon, the new wagon that you are moved in is old and dusty. Well, this is what happened to Homer Plessy. Well, Homer Plessy was part of, the, of one of the most important federal court cases that there has been, called Plessy v. Ferguson. This trial, uh, in this trial, it was declared that segregation was constitutional. And also, 
The doctrine of separate but equal gained a lot of strength. After this happened, you could say that the door was open for discrimination and abuse against African Americans. Right after this, Jim Crow's laws were created in order to enforce the equal but separate doctrine. Uh-huh. All over public spaces, you could always see a whites only sign, hanged around a bench, a bathroom, and even a water fountain. Mm-hmm. Like, imagine, like, your basic right to drink water, <laughs> you could not have it in a, in a, like, in a clean and functional water fountain. Yeah. Well, after some time, Jim Crow laws were prohibited. But segregation did not stop because black codes were created in order to make African-Americans' life harder. What I mean about these black codes, these were not laws, like they were not enforced by the government, uh-huh. but they were enforced by the society. So, okay. like, you enter to a restaurant and there wasn't any sign there that said only white, but like the people there will tell you that you couldn't eat there, so that they wouldn't give you uh-huh, anything. But, like the, the government didn't say anything about, about them? Like, did they try to stop it or something? They tried to stop it, but in a really calm and relaxed manner. Uh-huh, because, because they didn't really care, right? Maybe they cared, but they knew that a lot of people were against them if they do uh-huh. that. So, like, a lot of states still believed in segregation. Yeah. So, they were, like, I think in my point of view that they were a little bit scared of, like, doing What something the... to stop that uh-huh. immediately. So, they yeah. had to do it, like, progressively and slowly yeah well and also the thing here is that education wasn't left out of these black codes and as homer plessy was moved to a dirty an old wagon from a nice one and clean one the kids who wanted an education got the same treatment Uh imagine being a kid that i don't know wants to be a lawyer a doctor or even like a worker on the railroads, yeah. on a telephone, mm-hmm. build some new technology, inventions. Most of the times, these kids, uh, and when I say most, I mean all of the times, these kids were denied the entrance to a good education quality school. Mm-hmm. And they were sent to schools that, like, I mean, they got an education, but it wasn't, wasn't the best. The best. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Like, white people got the best education always. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, and well, mm-hmm. so how were African Americans taking this, and what did they really do about it to change it? Well, uh, right after all of this happened, the government, the Brown versus Board of Education, uh, happened with which was a trial in which segregated schools were declared unconstitutional. Uh-huh. So now you could say that. Uh, African Americans were allowed, and I say like allowed in a sarcastic way, uh-huh. I mean like yeah, irony way, because they weren't really allowed. Like the government allowed it, and maybe the school as an institute allowed it, but the society didn't. So uh, the government at this time were trying to encourage uh, African Americans to enroll in all white schools mm-hmm. in order. In order to, to like, desegregate, uh-huh, to change them like slowly, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and like to put an example for the, for the other African Americans, in order for like the school to be mixed, uh-huh. and well, the an issue, the Little Rock Nine, 
They were a really famous group of African American students that fought against racial segregation in the state of Arkansas. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, they, these students were really brave, and they one like the school started, uh, and they were told that like they couldn't come to school because there were a lot of people that were racist. Segregation was still a thing in Arkansas, mm -hmm. and like they were advised and told not to go. Mm -hmm. But so they didn't went the first day. They say okay, there's going to be a lot of people, a lot of parents. And so we don't want to cause like a big deal. Uh -huh. So they decided to go on the second day of school. And the Little Rock Nine were met by a group of white supremacists and most of Arkansas National Guard who were blocking all of the entrances to school. So uh -huh. like imagine being a kid that just wants like to set an example and to have uh -huh. a good education and being received by white people with racist signs. And the soldiers, I mean, the ones that have to stop this uh -huh. are with them. So, uh -huh. like, imagine what those kids felt. Yes, well, uh, right after this happened, this event received major newspaper and television and television coverage. So uh -huh. it became like a national issue. issue. And the civil rights movement, uh, like, this was really relevant to both the civil rights movement mm -hmm. and the desegregation movement. Of course. Uh, at top, until at At some point, Dwight D. Eisenhower, president of the United States at that time, went to Arkansas to resolve this problem and to protect the students by guarding them with federal troops. But I mean, like, the trauma for those students yes. will always remain with them. Uh -huh, of course. So, if you were part of the Little Work Nine, would you have acted the same way? Like, would you have gone to school? Or stayed home. Well, I think that like their decision was really brave, uh -huh. and if I like me right now as a student, I think that I would not go because one, my parents wouldn't allow it. Uh -huh. Like the trauma that we received from that day. Like imagine being soldiers, like blocking the entrance to uh -huh. a school. You turn one side and there's students from your same age that uh -huh. could be your friends, Whether. but they are like saying racist things to uh -huh. you, insulting you. So, I mean, like what these kids did was really great. And they did set an example. And they were, I think, like one of the most brave people that there, there have been. Because, yeah. I mean, like who, who, Imagine this. Who imagines coming the first day of school and being received this way? Mm -hmm. We can't really like imagine what they felt or went So, how was that? How was education relevant to the civil rights movement? Conclusion. Well, uh, education is really relevant, like to any movement, and uh -huh. uh, mainly because education is It's like a right. weapon. Yeah, it's, it's a right and it's also a weapon. Uh -huh. So being educated allows you to know more stuff. And mm -hmm, of course. at this time, like if people wanted to get protected and wanted to enter integration, they needed to study in order to uh -huh. know the law and how they could end those laws uh -huh. that were affecting them. Because at this point, like violence, they, they were treated violently. Mm -hmm. so, The worst thing that they could do is to act 
violently against the people that are acting violently, violently to them. Mm-hmm. So the smartest thing to do was to like do peaceful protests as they as these students did. Yeah. Uh, come in a peaceful and like say, okay, maybe I'm welcomed with a lot of like racist comments, but I'm still fight for my uh-huh. movement. And education also was a right as you said. Uh-huh. And almost all people in the United States needed this education, but they weren't allowed to have it. So I think that this was really an outbreak for a lot of other protests and uh-huh, the civil rights movement. Yeah, uh-huh. and also a lot, of, a lot of other like students who wanted to desegregate schools. Yes, I completely agree with you. So exactly, what impact did the Little Rock Nine have on the civil rights movement? Well, uh, I think that the Little Rock Nine uh, had an impact and. Because they played a role as an example mm-hmm. uh, for a lot of other kids throughout all of the U.S. Yeah. Because uh, like they were the first ones to uh-huh. do this. And as I said, like this this issue had a lot of national and newspaper television and newspaper Exposed. coverage. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people got to see these kids, and I think that maybe people that were racist uh-huh. changed their minds because of these kids and yeah, the examples. Yeah, and the exam and the example like that they mm-hmm. uh, portrayed. Uh-huh. So I think that the the impact was really big, and they had a really good impact in a lot of people's life and in uh, throughout all of the civil rights movement. Okay, so is there any other event related or just similar to the Little Rock Nine event? Well, yeah, uh, there is the University of Alabama issue. Uh-huh. Uh, this was an issue that involved a really uh, controversial politician named George Wallace. Uh-huh. And he was known for saying, like, segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation oh. forever. Was this that why he was controversial? Because of his yeah, views? Like, he was really racist and he didn't fear to show it to people uh-huh. like this the segregation now segregation tomorrow segregation forever he said it in his inaugural speech right after being elected as governor of alabama oh like God. even though that people were fighting for like to desegregate a lot of things uh-huh. this like politician that serves as an example of That's how the u.s is and how the government is yeah he didn't care at all well, uh, this happened after African-American students tried to enroll in the University of Alabama uh-huh. and they were enco- encountered by the state troops blocking all of the entries. Uh, right after John, President John F. Kennedy realized that this was happening, he used federal troops against the National Guard of Alabama in order to remove, to remove the blockade. So, you can also say that this event was not just a, like a civil rights movement related, but mm-hmm. also like a fight between federal and state control uh-huh. and governments because for John F. Kennedy and for the federal government, for like someone, like a, a governor, to challenge the decision of a president, it's like a really, really big issue. So uh-huh. I think that like this specific event had a lot of like controversy 
and a, a lot of impact around all of the United States. Uh -huh, okay. So, in conclusion, why was education so important for the civil rights movement exactly? Uh, I think that education was really important, as I said, like because education could be used as a weapon and because it is like a right. Uh -huh. uh, I think that all people should have it and at this time African Americans weren't denied uh -huh. this education but they got a really really bad education so I think it was fair for them to receive an equal education for everyone uh -huh. and I think that like it, it, it also helped a lot of people to understand the loss and really to understand the main issue and how to fight it. Well, that's all for today's episode. We'll see you all on Friday. Right. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. This is the final call for anyone with remaining holiday to kindly proceed to the EasyJet website. I repeat, this is the final call. Please proceed urgently to EasyJet.com to use up your remaining holiday this year in one of our fantastic European destinations from only $29.99. On behalf of EasyJet, we wish you a very pleasant flight. Thank you. One way per person, two flying. Limited availability. See EasyJet.com. It's the Kia 250 at Kia of Jamestown Used Car Center. For four days only, this Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, the first 250 customers can take advantage of unbelievable savings. Every make, every model, we'll have the perfect vehicle for you at a price that will blow you away. During the sale, everyone's approved. Our instant credit team fit crew will be qualifying people on the spot with rates as low as 1.9%. On top of that, you could get up to $2,000 off Kelly Blue Book and no payments for up to 90 days. And up to $1,500 instant cash back. Instead of bringing in a down payment, you could drive away with money in your pocket. That's up to $2,000 off Kelly Blue Book, up to $1,500 cash back on the spot, and rates as low as one percent and no payments for up to 90 days. Plus, free hot dogs and soda for everyone. It could only be the Kia 250 and only at Kia of Jamestown. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details.